0: Well, hello there. Welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and uh, it's uh, another Wednesday morning. Uh, what day is today? I believe it is September the 27th here in Japan. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And if you've been listening for a while, I appreciate, appreciate all your, uh, patience with me and uh, your patronage of the site. Not that I make any money from this, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe one day I'll figure out what I'm doing enough to, to support my family with this, but I doubt it. That's all right. That's not why I do this. And uh, if you've been listening for a while, you probably know that. And that's okay. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it's been quite a week. Uh, A lot of good things have happened. Uh, Some Bad things have happened, pretty much like any week. Uh, So, yeah, I'm leaving today right on time, so I don't think I'll be too late, but we'll see. I'm incredibly low on gas. I'm gonna have to get gas on the way back today time to get it on the way. I didn't even think about it until right now. Story of my life. Fly by the seat of your pants. Life on the edge of the volcano. (laughs) Right between order and chaos. All the time. Uh, So, do you want the good news or the bad news first? I'll give you the bad news. So... Some of you may know that I am a co-owner of a cafe uh, that's been running for, we're building on our sixth year. We started in 2018. And uh, we have uh, right now uh, three, three employees. Uh, and then we have uh, two other staff who are the, the other co-owners uh, My partners and uh, I don't. I, I don't work in the cafe right now. I had. I did for the first three or four years. Uh, I roasted coffee. Uh, that was my job. But I don't do that now. Anyway, to make a long story short, the other day on Saturday, when it was Saturday, it could have been Sunday. Actually, I'm not sure which day it was. Think about that. Not that it really matters, but. It was on a day that was somewhat busy, probably Saturday. I just misread that, like... Anyway, uh... We had a robbery, and it wasn't, uh... uh, We weren't, uh, robbed face-to-face. Somebody stole something from the cafe. So, one of our employees' purse, uh was found, and, and the wallet was taken out, and uh, somebody uh, stole cash, and some identification cards, and things like that, and then threw the wallet in the trash, and of course, we didn't find the wallet until much later in the day, uh, while we were emptying the trash for closing, uh, and yeah, it was kind of a bad deal, let you know, the police were called, and and uh, so basically, what somebody did was found the purse, took out the stuff, and uh, and then dumped the uh, wallet in the trash can of the of the toilet the bathroom, uh, and then left with all the stuff. And we have no idea who it was. We don't have surveillance cameras, and uh, you know, it's a very very small cafe. I mean, we can't even fit more than probably eight to ten people sitting. Uh, but anyway, that happened, and that's kind of a bad deal. Nobody likes to, you know, be taken advantage of like that. And it kind of, it, it, it can make people feel uh, violated uh, without being too graphic, like other ways that people are violated. You know, where somebody basically has entered your personal space and your life uh, uninvited and uh, and taken an advantage of you, right? And that um, that can do a number on you, right? Emotionally uh, and mentally, for sure. It um, can kind of mess with your head. Especially when it's the first time so it happened to one of our employees who's who's quite young uh, uh, And now she's you know afraid to be there by herself and you know, it's very understandable How she's feeling and so I spent the morning ordering uh, uh, Cameras so that we can we can have a camera up in our cafe uh, and hopefully see what happened uh, when and if uh, something like this happens again. We'll have, a, we'll have some kind of a record of what happened. You know? um, so, yeah, that that happened. So we're trying to figure that out. Uh, it also um, happened on the week that is SCAJ, which is the uh, what is it? Specialty Coffee Association of Japan, which is a big. Uh, conference, which is happening this week, uh, starting actually tomorrow. So yeah, that, that happened. And, uh, so that's, that's the bad thing that happened this week, but nobody got hurt. And you know, it's, it's just money. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's more than money, but as far as physically speaking, it's, it's totally an inconvenience. Um, but we're, you know, of course, we're glad nobody got hurt, physically. But now we got to figure out, you know, how to, how to take care of people while they're there, and how to, you know, do what we can to to make people feel safe and and hopefully get over get over that. Um, <clears throat> and that's the bad thing that happened. One of the good things that happened this week is that my daughter, who just got married. Uh, who lives in Hawaii was promoted. She's uh, going from assistant manager to manager of the place where she works. And that's a very big deal uh, for her. It's a big promotion and and, uh, uh, a big time validation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at least as far as that job is concerned. And I'm very proud of her and glad that she's she's, uh, moving up. And when I say proud of her it, I'm kind of in awe of her. It's less it's less my personal pride. You know, it's one thing that fathers say when we say that, you know, we're happy about what's happening with our children. We say we're proud of them, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really validate who I am. You know, her success really so much. I think I think she's successful in spite of me. Um, and that's fine too. Um, Anyway, that's a good thing that happened in the family. Uh, Something else, the other thing that's happening is that in our school we are in the middle of preparing for our annual autumn festival, Halloween festival, and uh, we are doing uh, One Piece. Our theme is going to be One Piece, which is a Japanese uh, animation that's been going on for some 37, 38 years. There's like 37 years of, 37 seasons of episodes of One Piece, and it's a pirate fantasy slash pirate themed, uh, very unique kind of anime, but that's what we're doing, so we're getting ready for that. Uh, But one thing that happened to me this week that is really interesting is I began watching uh, a series on Netflix called Chosen and it's been around for probably three or four uh years but this series is of course uh if you've heard of it is on the life of christ and it is a highly dramatized uh artistic um interpretation of the gospels and i would say it kind of takes all four gospels and tries to uh fold them into one i guess uh, into one narrative and it fills in all the gaps right it it for example if if the Bible says uh, So-and-so or this and that happened But the Bible doesn't really tell you how they got to that part. Well, this um, This version fills in the blanks. Well, this is probably or maybe or quite possibly how uh events led up to that, right? This is how I could see that this and this and this uh, brought about that, which is recorded. And so it's, it's, you know, it's dramatized or, um, what do you call it? Artistic license is taken, let's say, which is what you need, right? you're going to have to have that. Um, In order to make things watchable and and man, I gotta tell you and I you know I had watched little bits of it here and there and I enjoyed it. I think I watched the pilot, which was uh, the the Christmas version. And I had maybe watched something about Paul, which may be in the same vein as this I don't know, but anyway, I gotta tell you the the chosen is amazing it it brings. Breathes life into the Gospels in ways that uh, just nothing else really could do uh, short of divine revelation. You know, uh, it makes Jesus real and, and both divine and human. Uh, it, it shows his, uh, his divine strength and his human weakness in, in very interesting ways, uh, relatable ways the apostles are, are uh, well, revealed to be quite human and also uh, you know no, no better or worse than the people around them in a lot of ways right? And, and that they all if they become better are made so by their uh, by the teaching. And it's more than teaching right? It's discipleship of Jesus, right? It's more than just teaching. They all become better men because of Jesus in so many ways. Um, But yeah, you see them as quite human as well. Uh, They are not uh, uh, made to look any better uh, than they should be. And of course the Gospels do reveal a lot of the Weaknesses and mistakes of the apostles, even the apostles who are writing, uh, you know, taking down the uh, writing the, the historical context of the Gospels. They are shown warts and all, as we say. So, yeah, um, that uh, has been really great and it. I, I'm kind of immersed in it for the last several days. I watch two, three episodes, maybe even more a day. I'm already to season three, and I'm getting close to the end of season three. Of course, there's only like seven or eight episodes each season, um, uh, but they are close to an hour long, and, and man, it's just been great. And I, I haven't uh, been this in love with Jesus in quite a while feel like it's given me just a little bit of a, a bounce in my step, uh, a, a spiritual boost. Um, now, and I think you should watch it. I think everyone should, should experience this. I think it's, it's, a, it's a great way to, um, to reground yourself in who Jesus is. Now, there are some things that I, I disagree with theologically. In the ways that um, they fill in the blanks, uh, and that's fine. It's you know, it's it's neither here nor there. Uh, I do disagree with some of the ways that they talk about hell and eternal damnation uh, that I don't find in the gospels at all, but that has been accepted um, as as orthodox for many, many, many years, uh, especially in certain circles. Not by the Eastern Orthodox Church, but by the Roman Catholics and by Protestants, by and large. Uh, And I've talked enough about that, so I don't want to get into that too much. Um, So sure, there are things that I I don't agree with the decisions made. The artistic license goes a little bit far sometimes. Uh, But by and large... Uh, I would say it's blessed me. You know, it's, it's been a, a huge blessing uh, to experience the Gospels this way, right? Um, visually. Um, instead of just in my mind's eye or, or on the printed page. Uh, and a lot of it, a lot of the artistic license they give is, is you know, backstories of people who were healed uh, and, and or um, the backstories of the apostles or disciples. Uh, and a lot of them, uh, they really focus on the women, which the Gospels don't quite write as much about, the Gospel writers, uh, but who were nonetheless very important. Uh, in the uh, ministry of Jesus. Very important. <clears throat> Some even being called uh, apostles uh, later on. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so yeah, just just beautiful, right? Really, really nice. And another thing that they focus on and they do very well is rooting Christianity in Judaism, in the Judaism of the day, right? Which is generally what we consider Second Temple Judaism. Uh, and so placing Christianity in the context of the Pharisees, Sadducees, Scribes and Priests um, and the the, the the day-to-day rituals of the Jewish people from their, their constant praying right, the praying that they did every time they uh, received something, Uh, to their festivals and feast days, Uh, not to mention Sabbath, right? Uh, So, yeah, just really, really, um, they've done a great job. Uh, Again, some, you know, decisions or choices I would have made differently, but it doesn't matter. it has affected me deeply in, in every episode. I think every single episode I've watched in you know, the last week, I think I have been brought to tears. And what Jesus did, I mean, I'm trying to figure out like if I could if I could boil down his ministry to just a word or a few words without without being cliche. uh, I guess I would say sight. What Jesus did was he saw people. And when Jesus saw you, you know that you had been seen. Right? When Jesus focused on you, Know that He knows you. And there were so many people, there are so many people today who are not seen, who are not heard, who are not understood. And I almost think Jesus' most important ministry was that. And Jesus would approach these people. He would focus on these people who were cast out, who were ostracized, uh, who were in pain, who were suffering. And quite often he would take away their suffering. But before he did that, he saw them. And there are so many people on the margins of society, on the fringes of society, that are not seen. That, that are by and, largely, by and largely invisible. I guess I should say just largely invisible. Um, that society, of course, knows exists, but, but we just kind of pass them on the road. We we drive right by them. Um, They they are not seen. Uh, They are other, right? They, They are outside of polite society, if you will. And so what Jesus did, the most important thing he did, I think, was he acknowledged them. He saw them he knew them and just that that action right that's something all of us can do we can all be Jesus in that way we can see people we can acknowledge people It's a way that, it's a way that we can bring the healing, healing to people. We can see them. We can see them as Jesus saw those in need. Now, of course, I could have said love and, you know, that, that's of course what I'm talking But love can be misunderstood in so many ways. But taking the time to really try to connect with somebody, to see them, to you know, empathy, to empathize, to say, I see you and I see your pain. I understand. I I know that you are suffering. You know, you may or may not be able to sympathize. Right? You may not be able to feel exactly the same way other people feel. And that's because you we haven't walked in other people's shoes. But well, we can imagine walking in other people's shoes. We can take the time to try to enter into people's lives. You may not have the gift of prophecy, or tongues, or healing. You may not have enough wisdom to open up the Scriptures and astound everybody with your words. You may not be eloquent. Uh, You may not have a title. You may not have a college degree or a license. You may not have an ordination. But what you do have is the ability if you're alive, you have the ability to connect to people one-on-one and, and to see them, to really try to see them, to really try to understand them in every way possible. And to me, that is as important as anything else Jesus did. And when you come to the realization that Not only did Jesus connect to me, but Jesus is the Almighty God, that God sees me, that God knows me. He knows my pain. He knows all about my suffering, that the Almighty God has taken time to see me and to know my name. I mean that must have been mind blowing. I mean I just can't imagine how mind blowing that is. You know it does it does also show Jesus in this uh, in this thing, and I think there's some evidence that he was like this from the Gospels. But it also talks about Jesus sometimes. You know was tired. He 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 needed to get away from people. Uh, he. He could be subject to uh, being overly exploited, if you will. That does seem to have been uh, the case with him, and he needed to get away. And sometimes he had to turn people away. Uh, sometimes he needed—he just had to to rest and to recharge. And so he often went off by himself. Right? He needed time to to think, Uh, time to, uh, I suppose, time to plan. I know that doesn't sound very um, (laughs) theologically sound, that Jesus needed time to plan, but it's obvious to me, not obvious to everybody, it's obvious to me that Jesus, uh, while he was on earth, was maybe more subject to his humanness in many ways uh, than we want to admit that he got physically tired he got mentally tired maybe he got spiritually tired and to me if, if God isn't human we're not acknowledging God's human traits. Um, we're missing. We're missing the point. Really missing the point. Um, most, of, most of my life, I thought that, yeah, Jesus is, was uh, uh, God in the flesh, right? That, that Jesus became flesh. He became God. There's this cute old man crossing the uh, road, taking little baby steps and smoking his cigarette while wearing his mask, carrying an umbrella. (laughs) He's probably 80 years old, maybe. Oh, sorry, lost my train of thought again. What was I talking about? Yeah, the the human side of Jesus to me, if if we don't acknowledge Jesus's the limitations that humanists put on Jesus, then I think we're missing the point. Uh, because God in the flesh uh, isn't that that God made flesh, His flesh to be subject to uh, divine laws, or or to benefit from divine power is a better way to put that I guess Uh, it's that he took his divine nature and made it subject to a human body, a human existence and in all ways suffered as we do and in at least one way suffered more than we will ever need to But the reason he did it is because he wants to know that he sees us. Right? That that God is, this is how we say it these days, but is a co-sufferer with mankind. He has also suffered at the hands of violence. You know, the Jewish world that he entered into uh, 2,000 years ago, was a Jewish world that was subject to Rome a violent and incredibly strong empire and they were suffering under the bondage of Rome now how much were they suffering? suffering? I don't know I mean uh, you know we know that Rome could be brutal and was brutal but I don't know that they were any more brutal than the Babylonians or the Syrians or Assyrians um, actually so I'm not sure about you know all of that we have some records of what went on um, but Jesus knew that they suffered and so he came into that world in which the Jews were suffering uh, under Rome and he also suffered under Rome he was crucified by Rome and um, Whereas many Jews didn't lose their life to Rome, right? Some did. Some did. But his message was, you have failed to see who God is in the Scriptures. You have misinterpreted Scripture. You have, you have failed to know God. No matter how much you have memorized scripture, you fail to understand who God is. You know, they thought God was going to come back as the Messiah, as a military leader, right? As somebody who was going to come back and crush Rome, uh, who was going to uh, deliver Israel um, from Roman bondage, much as Moses delivered Israel from Egyptian bondage. That's what they thought was going to happen. But Jesus came back, and not only did he not release uh, Israel from Roman oppression, he also died from Roman oppression. And the message is, you may not know who God is, but if you know me, now you know who God is. God is somebody who has always suffered for his people. God is someone who who suffers alongside of mankind whom He created. Uh, and, And He sees you, and He wants you to see Him. He doesn't need to be seen by us. We need to see Him. It's good for us to see Him. So if you, if you don't know anything else and, and like I said well I haven't said it but I'll say it now um, just because I say this doesn't mean you'll know it even if you say you know it it doesn't mean you really know it uh, it doesn't mean I know it either but if you get nothing else from today's podcast I want you to know I hope that you will believe that Jesus sees you that the almighty God, creator of the universe, sees you. Now to me, Christians, disciples of Jesus, we are meant to come into the world and see people through the eyes of Jesus. (laughs) I probably don't have time to go through this. I'm going to try. I have a few minutes. We think that Jesus wanted people to stop sinning. That God hated sin so much uh, because somehow it made us unclean to be in his presence. That God wanted us in his presence, but he wanted us to be perfect and and sinless. And so he gave us the law. uh, He gave us the prophets. He gave us uh, the kingdom of Israel, all ways that were meant to uh, bring His chosen people uh, into cleanliness so that they could wait on God hand and foot in His presence. That That kind of thing. But Jesus came and saw people in their sin. He said, I see you now and I accept you and I love you as you are. I don't want you to stop sinning to please me, I want you to stop sinning because it, because it is sin that is causing the suffering in your life. Your sin and other people's sin, there's consequences to our actions. And when we, when we do bad actions, when we are a bad actor, we will bring about bad consequences. Negative actions produce negative consequences. That sounds like karma. Well, the Hindus got it right. Or the Buddhists, or whoever. It is karma. Everybody knows that bad actions have negative consequences. If you do something that is not righteous, you will reap a sour harvest. (laughs) You reap what you sow, right? This is how... Jesus said it. You reap what you sow. If you sow good seed, you get good fruit. If you sow bad seed, you get no fruit or bad fruit. So Jesus' call for us to sin less is not so that he can be pleased with us. He is pleased with us. He loves us. There's nothing we can do to earn any more love than he's already given us and lavishes upon us. He wants us to stop sinning because it's better for us and it's better for the world. And the less sin in the world, the less suffering. I think that's completely obvious. And so just to wrap up, Jesus sees you and yes, he he would love for you to live a life that is more like Him, to sin less. But that sin does not invalidate you with Him. That sin does not drive Him away from you. Now, sure, you can turn around and run from Jesus. You can do that. But He sees you even in that sin and says, You are His child. He loves you, and He would like for you to sin less, because it's better. It's better for you, and it's better for those around you. There will be less suffering if there's less sin, and Jesus is concerned about our suffering. If you don't know anything else, know that. Jesus doesn't want us to suffer. Our suffering does not please Jesus. Wow, that's a lot of silence. Well, I'm here and wow, I made it in time. So I'm going to say goodbye to you guys and get in here and do my job. And uh, I don't know if you're somebody who's listening to this and feels like you are unseen, contact me. I would like to see you. I would like to know you and I would like to be seen by you. Um, We need to connect you know, they're, they're, this, is, this is the ministry of Jesus, to bring people close. Shalom, my friends.